Hi, I'm Anthony Mindel. Welcome to In the Moment, a podcast on acting, art, and life. In this series, I'm talking to AMAW alumni, students, and clients about the challenges of acting and the joys of creating in the 21st century. For more information, go to anthonymindel.com, or you can also find us on iTunes and SoundCloud. I hope you enjoy. On this episode of In the Moment, Tony talks with AMAW alumni Josh Whitehouse, the lead of the upcoming Valley Girl remake and cast of the newly announced prequel of Game of Thrones. Tony and Josh talk about the self-tape auditioning process, his musical background, and his journey to acting. Welcome to In the Moment, and my guest today is Josh Whitehouse. Hello, hello. And yes, you can tell by his funny-sounding accent (laughs) that he's from across the pond. I am. Welcome. He flew all the way here, and I'm just kidding. Flew all the way here just for your podcast. No, you live in London, though. I live in London, yeah. You live in London. Yes, in Tottenham. In Tottenham. I'm going there next week, not Tottenham. I'm actually thinking about moving part-time to London. Yeah. I kind of love it. Yeah, I've been thinking the same for LA. Oh, people always do that. I mean, Londoners always do that. Yeah, well, I mean, you can't (laughs) sort of... Move here if you live here, I suppose. <laughs> true that, true. Um, no, yeah, I just I'd, I'd quite like to have at some point a place here and a place in London if it was possible, so I could kind of. It's kind of. I don't. I don't think I want to live in LA, you know, like permanently because I have so much family and friends in London. My life has been in London for such a long time, but I'd. Um, it's kind of equally productive for me to be here yeah. as it is London, uh, so it's cool to. Cool to start planning that way. I'd like to have. I'd like to just be able to have both, and you know. We just jumped in, Josh, because I haven't sure. seen you. And we were catching up, but I should. We should like tell our audience who you are. Well, pretty much everybody's gonna know who Josh is soon because it was just announced. We can talk about that, right? Mm-hmm. It was just announced that Josh is gonna be in the prequel for Game of Thrones. Is yeah. it gonna be called Game of Thrones? Something. I don't know. I don't know. On. Um, IMDb because uh, they've put it up now. They've already put cool. it up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's on IMDb as the Long Night. The Long Night. Yeah. And the only announcements were you and Naomi Watts, right? That's correct. Whoa. Woo. Yeah. Super cool. Josh, that's super so cool. awesome. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. Thanks, man. Aw. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> amazing. Amazing. Yeah. And so tell. I mean, I want. I want you to talk a little bit about your music background and how you came into acting, but. Like, but let's also tell our listeners that, like, you just finished a movie this past year that I worked with you on Mm -hmm. called Valley Girl. Indeed. I actually just got out of uh, watching a screening of it. How was it watching yourself? I I don't mind watching myself. Uh I find that if I've put my heart and soul into something, I want to see it. And was that the first time you guys saw it? I saw it when it was a rough cut. Uh-huh. But it was, you know, so some of the scenes have been taken out now and bits and bobs have changed okay, and yeah. the graphics are all finished, basically. Okay. So, so it's finished, finished. Now it's finished, finished, yeah. 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 And you, so if people don't remember, Valley Girl was like my generation. Mm-hmm. And then they re- did this remake, but they did it as a musical. Right? Yes. The original wasn't a musical. Mm-hmm. No, I, no, it wasn't. No, right. So you sing and dance in it. I don't dance So you're a triple so threat. I'm, no, a, I'm a punk, okay. so... And you roller skate. Yeah, I try. <laughs> So you sing, dance, act, and roller skate mm-hmm. in Valley Girl. Yeah. I kind of run around and jump and stuff more than okay, dance. Wow. Okay. Everyone else is doing like sort of dance numbers. Okay. But I'm a punk, so I wouldn't do that. Like leather? Are you wearing leather pants? No leather pants. Jeans and a, like a ripped up shirt. Because it still takes place in the 80s, right? You guys mm-hmm. bearded it. Yeah. Yeah. Fun fact, I designed my t-shirt and my guitar. Oh, you did? For the film, yeah. Whoa. 
Yeah. So they give you like t-shirt that I wear in almost every single scene that's scribbled all over and got coffee your, and wine and blood on it. Creation. Yeah, that's my. I did. I did that. Extra costume credit by. Yeah, I probably did. <laughs> guitar by. Yeah, I did the guitar. I wanted to keep it, but. So Jessica Roth, who, who I also work with, you guys are playing love interests, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Do you croon her a number of ballads? Croon her a number of ballads? Yeah, I don't remember that in the script so much. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah certainly there's like a, a big sort of... When they're falling in love, there's a lot of really nice singing scenes together. Uh, it's a beautiful thing on a merry-go-round. Oh, okay. It's you know, kind of haunted-looking old thing. Uh-huh. Um, sing Take On Me on that, which is really nice. It's really beautifully put together. It's a, it's a lot of fun. I laughed my ass off watching it just oh, now. Did? Yeah, okay, it's really awesome. funny. Yeah, and the girls are all amazing in it, and you know, like the the Valley girls. Right, obviously. like Chloe Bennett is in it, right? Chloe mm-hmm. Bennett, Ashley Murray, Jesse Ennis. Okay. Are the Valley girl sides. Right. And then there's Mae Whitman and Mario Revolori. Okay. Are like my, on my your punks. band, yeah, right? My punks. Your punk band. Mm. That's awesome. Yeah, and Alex Lewis. I. Uh, he's kind of playing like the nerdy dude. He's, he's funny in it too it's just it's, yeah it's a really feel good movie it was my friend came to watch it with me and they agreed they did yeah Aww. it was just nice to see somebody like you know that I respect and that I know kind of watching it and genuinely like getting excited at the right points and and everything so that was cool and so this was your was that like your first big kind of breakthrough right like I mean yeah it's the first thing I did for America <clears throat> yeah yeah okay the first thing I did for America. But you didn't speak American. <laughs> <laughs> in, in Valley Girl. Did you? Yeah, I'm American. That. Oh, yeah. God, that's right. Mm-hmm. And I was watching it. So, yeah, it's, it's so yeah, like it's 95% good. then? 95, yeah. yeah. Ca- okay, that's right. I think I remember that. I know. <laughs> that was like a year ago we were working on that. Mm. It's nice to have, like, got it out of the way, you know? Like, a, my first job where I'm talking in American accent. Because, yeah, you know, that's, it's like a big thing, right? Getting that right. People, um... Or at least, you know, I spot it when I don't, when I see someone doing an American accent, it doesn't sound right. So I just really wanted to try and get it authentic Did it as possible. Did it sound pretty good when you watched it? Yeah, I think yeah. so. It's not so easy. I can definitely hear like a couple of things. Like yeah. I've been spending a lot more time with a lot of American friends recently and I can definitely sort of hear occasional little slips, but me. For my first go, I was pretty happy with it. And so how did you, <laughs> how did you get that job? Uh, like how did that so you were you in you were based in London did you audition for it there or yeah you, yeah I so first I met Cassidy actually um, maybe three four years ago she's the something. producer or an executive on yeah movie? from MGM okay she was there um, and um, I, I met her and it had a different director and uh, I, I met them maybe three or four years ago okay and I never heard back about it, but they thought, you know, they were going, I feel like you'd be a really good Randy. Uh-huh. Um, and but there wasn't an audition or anything like that? They just Not at that point, okay. no. I just yeah. met them. And then it kind of disappeared for two years. Yeah. And then I suddenly received the script, script again. Yeah. And um, I just sent in my tape. And it came back, and then uh, I think Rachel, the director, had, they were interested, but they, they wanted to give me some notes. And right. Basically, I actually kind of, like, read it... Almost deliberately cheesy, because uh-huh, yeah. I felt like that's what they were after. You know, kind of. I was allowing the cheese in the sort of because it was quite romantic and kind of. So you're kind of taking the piss out on it a little bit, right? 
it? Not really, no. no. I was okay. I was just trying to give them what I thought would, they would probably want because okay. in my head I'm like Valley Girl, <laughs> you know, right. kind yeah, of like yeah, yeah. I just thought, you know, it said on the front page it says Valley Girl, like totally a musical. And I was kind of like, hmm, <laughs> a little bit at first, you know, but um, then when I, I I actually sort of casted for it a few times and then I started getting in touch with uh, Rachel, the director of Skype, and it was I was surprised because she. She wanted, she kind of like was stripping back the cheesiness. And I was like, oh, like, uh-huh. this could actually be a really, really cool, cool character. Oh, I uh-huh. see, I see. Because I was a bit reluctant at first, I'm not going to lie. Uh-huh. I was a bit sort of, mm, you know. <laughs> but then the more I spoke to Rachel, the more I sort of actually reread the script properly and was like, no, this is dope. Uh-huh. And then I watched the original as well and I was like, oh, this is cool. <laughs> Nicolas Cage, right? Wait, yeah. Nicolas Cage in it? Yes. Yeah, and I loved the original actually watching it. Um, and he played the character. You were playing, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. Whoa, okay. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Nick Cage. Yeah. But it's cool, you know, once I really sort of saw Rachel's vision on it and everything, I kind of understood the pro- project a lot more. And and then, you know, I had the time of my life making that film. It was really so, fun. So then, Josh, so did they... So then you put yourself on tape and then you Skype and you worked with the director via Skype or whatever. So you never, they didn't actually fly you here to do like screen tests. Oh. Or, they, or you did. Um, yeah, so I did probably like six self tapes and I made like myself like a little punk, a punk video of me singing Bad Reputation. And then I had to sing other songs and then like, you know, in the end I did quite a lot of taping and then they flew me over to do a um, chemistry read with Jess. Okay. And I just did that one chemistry read. And the rest is history. Yeah. yeah. And I flew in for three days to do that. And okay. I, uh, <laughs> I remember I was staying at a hotel in Beverly Hills. And I was waiting in the morning. Like, I was waiting in the hotel room. And I was just like, they had 24 hours to tell me whether I got it or not. Oh, so no. I'd done the casting at 10 o'clock <laughs> the next, the, the previous day or yeah. midday. Yeah. And I was just watching the clock, like, eating, like, a, a big breakfast. And I was having a, a Bloody Mary in bed, <laughs> watching the television. And then, you like, just waiting for the phone to call. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh. And then I, I ran a bath. I ran a bath and I wanted to like put a bottle of champagne next to the bath. And I was like, if I get this, I'm gonna, I'm gonna crack the bottle of champagne. But then I was like, I can't leave the champagne next to the bath because what if I don't get it? Yeah, that would be so sad. And then I'm gonna have a bath anyway, but I've gotta put the champagne away. So I just left it in the fridge. Oh my God. Yeah. And then I got a phone call and then I did open the champagne and I did get in that bath. Aw. <laughs> Those are really amazing moments, right? Like, yeah. I mean, in the moment, it's just like, it's a culmination of, you know, if you, you did six self tapes or like just the number of things that people have don't realize I think like people on the outside of acting don't realize like how many hoops we have to jump through to, you mm-hmm. know, to get something made or you know to book a job it's yeah. it's like you have to be and it's pressure yeah the pressure of it <laughs> so to me it's like all downhill after that you know what I mean in a way because like you know once you've got the job so Okay, so, and then, but you also were really right for it because you come from a musical background. Yeah. Right? So you're quite the musician in your own right. Mm-hmm. Remind me, you have your own band, right? In mm-hmm. London, right? That's yeah. Right. So yeah. Unfortunately, we've been sort of having to put it on, on hiatus. Yeah. Just while I've been sort of trying to get myself to a point where I feel like I've achieved enough to be secure mm-hmm. for a bit, you know, mm-hmm. and I can, I mean, like Game of Thrones is kind of, that's kind of that. Yeah, I mean, it's like I mean, I could technically sort of just focus on that acting-wise for a while. I mean, I'd love to keep doing more films in between, but I'm kind of hoping I can maybe do a film in between and then maybe have time to organize a tour, you know, and actually like give my band back some time 
because uh, how have they reacted to like you're not being available as much? It's hard, right? Like it's hard. Yeah, they've been really missing performing. Uh-huh. Um, certainly, my brother, especially. Um, oh wait, that's right. Your brother's in the band. Yeah, he's my drummer. Whoa. Uh, whoa. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's your little brother. Your older. Little, I'm. Older? I'm the baby brother. Okay. In the whole family. Isn't there like four of you or something? Five. Five of you. Five okay. of us. Yeah. One sister. And then four boys. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that now, because it's been like three or four years that I've been saying, guys, you've got to like, just trust me. Let me keep working. Let me do this, this like acting people thing. Don't, yeah, yeah, let me yeah. do the acting thing for a bit and I'm going to do that and we'll still do gigs. And, blah, blah, blah. and I've just finished recording an album and okay. stuff as well. So wow. I've been working on that since okay. I, I got back from a job and just kind of decided that I probably wouldn't be getting anything for a bit. And so I spent three months just recording an album uh, in my studio at home in London. Uh, which has been fun, but I'm excited for that to come out. And then it was kind of, yeah, now I'm, I feel like I'm maybe at a point where I'm going to be able to do the things that I've been promising to my band. Well, Josh, when you sang for me, not, not that you sang for me, that's what's... <laughs> Josh serenaded me. <laughs> no, but like when we were uh, working on Valley Girl, and then I don't remember, I think you just sang something. You were asking me to sing. Like, it was one of the songs, for, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Was, I was like I, so blown away by your voice. It was pretty incredible. Yeah, well, we were experimenting with the different ways of um, portraying emotions whilst singing uh-huh. and it being like musical style. Yeah. Right? So you're not like singing, doing singing faces, you're doing acting faces. That's right. So, like making, giving it a different emotion underneath. I think we tried it in a few different ways. I mean, it's an interesting point because I, I work with Camila Cabello, right? And. Um, I work with her because she does a lot of like her music videos are more film-esque right mm-hmm. like a Havana one and we just did this one in Montreal uh, um, oh my god I'm drawing a blank of the name of that song um, Consequences but it's interesting because she for her on film singing the lyrics is different than when she's performing in front of you know an arena of like 80,000 people mm. and when she really acts she's quite the performer but like I'm always trying to get her to get musically on film like that stuff is going to be conveyed like you still have to have that kind of passion and commitment but it's more inside you know mm. internal you know what I mean yeah um, but I, I, anyway the point was is like I just was like so blown away by your voice because you know I mean, I don't know. I don't know a lot of musicians, really, or rock stars or whatever. Are you a rock star? You know what I mean? So I don't expect people to walk around as rock stars or whatever. But like, but when I heard you sing, I was like, whoa. Like, mm-hmm. there's a big voice in you that I wasn't maybe expecting. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I don't know what the point of this is. I'm just, I'm basically like, <laughs> just, you know, giving you a compliment oh, on air. Thanks, man. Yeah. Cheers. So, so our, our listeners know how, what's, wait, what's the name of your, your group, the band? More Like Trees. More Like Trees. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. I'm excited about this new album. We released an album about six years ago. Um, it's kind of, it's kind of like, I play flamenco guitar uh-huh. style. Um, and so we take a lot of ins- like influence from sort of Spanishy music, uh, okay, uh, like uh, Rodrigo Gabriela, uh-huh. Paco de Lucia, like you know, kind of that that flamenco vibe. Um, I was never trained though. I kind of I taught myself. Self taught. Mm-hmm. And my friend uh, Fran, when I was a lot younger, he used to teach me uh, some flamenco techniques, and we figured it out sort of. Uh, and then I got a double bass player, and my brother plays the cajon. So we play a sort of. Flamenco. Wait, what is that? What does he play? A cajon. What's it's that? a uh, it's a wooden box, Spanish instrument. Oh, okay. Yeah. Kind of goes. Okay. Doo, doo, ca, ca. Uh-huh. Okay. I know. Um, and he plays very fast beats that we try to re- resemble drum and bass, and house music or 
or jungle or like electronic music but without being electronic because I've got no problem with electronic music but I, I just always miss if I go and watch a DJ I tend to miss seeing musicians mm -hmm. making the noises you know mm -hmm. what, what are you doing behind there are you just pressing play kind of thing oh yeah you know you can't really tell and I get that there's always skill in that but I personally I just prefer watching musicians and so we had this idea that we wanted to try and give people the same energy that a DJ might uh -huh. but doing it all with Real like, acoustic instruments yeah, yeah, yeah. and it, it came out with like, quite a weird sound in the end <laughs> but we quite like it um, but yeah we ended up calling ourselves strum and bass um, and then there was only actually like one or two songs on the first album that actually felt like drum and bass and so on this one we've tried to like make it a lot more in that vibe throughout mm -hmm. I mean I think it's interesting like that you were able to take did you ever want to act? I was going to say your own innate skills as a musician and then mm. parlay them into acting. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, I Did you act before or like... No. 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 So I, um, in, I can do the short version of my long story, but like I uh, moved to London. My brother Tim um, moved me to London to get me gigs, get me a label. Um, and we formed our new band then when I was about 18. Okay. Um, and I, he got me a gig for Jack Will's Varsity Polo Match, which is like a clothing label in London. Okay. Um, and then I got scouted after the gig for a modeling job. And I'd done a bit of modeling, but I hadn't really, um, I never really particularly liked it. Found it a bit sort of stiff and posy kind of thing. And I much prefer being expressive, you know? Right. Uh, and this casting I went to was like, screaming at the camera, jumping around on the spot, dancing like no one's looking, kissing girls, fighting boys, like all this like action. Fun stuff. Yeah, yeah and yeah. like an opportunity to just lose it in yeah. front of these people that I'm supposed to be impressing by losing it. And I was kind of like, this is fun. Um, so I just went for it and then I ended up getting the job and I did two, ca uh, two campaigns with them. And then um, after the second campaign, the director, Elaine Constantine, she invited me to uh, come and learn to dance in the style of Northern Soul. and. Uh, you know, asked if I'd ever heard of the music before, which I hadn't. Um, and she said, basically, I'm making this film, I've been writing it for 15 years, and if you come along to dance, maybe you can be an extra, maybe you can get a speaking part, maybe you could be a lead, it just depends who you are and what you are and what you do kind uh -huh. of thing. So I, I just started religiously stretching every day, dancing, trying to learn to do these, these crazy moves. It's pretty, it's pretty difficult to dance, it took me a long time to get it right. Okay. Um, and then after a year of doing that every month, I think six months in, she started sending me to a personal trainer because I was getting a bit better. Um, and then after a year, she started sending me to acting coaches because she had like favors from friends or um, she'd pay for me to go. I was completely skint at the time and I was borrowing money off my brother to get the bus to go to these lessons kind oh of thing. Okay. And stacking up my rent because I pay him my rent and kind of, it's pretty crazy. Uh, I was, it was a tricky time, but it paid off. Um, and then, yeah, she started sending me to acting coaches who all mostly said I can't act for Toffee. <laughs> Apparently, uh, she tells me years later, <laughs> uh, or some of them did, and I think a lot of people were kind of... You've proven them wrong! Mm, I think a lot of people were kind of not that into the idea of me being given the role. I don't uh -huh. know, be it actors or be it people like in the, in the actual production side of it. Because you know, it, it was a big fear for, for Elaine, for them, for the investment of making this film that she'd been working so hard on, uh -huh. you know, to, to hire someone who wasn't trained, really. Uh -huh. Um, but I, the real training, I feel like, came from her and being around her and, and her energy and her belief in me as well kind of just kept me going. I kept trying and trying. I was terrified the whole time of making a fool out of myself, but I just didn't really care because I thought, 
who cares? Like, let's just but keep also, trying. But also the things that we talked about too, right? Like Josh is like, but you know, you don't have to be trained to be a truthful actor. Like you're just mm-hmm. trusting yourself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is believing that we each have innate natural skills and talents that, you know, I just, my whole philosophy is that it's simpler than we've made it out to be. And like you were, I hate to use that word like a natural, but like, you know, the things that we talked about is like, yes, just keep trusting doing it your own way. You know what mm. I mean? And that does take skill. That is the ability to be brave enough to be like, this is how I want to do it. And then from there, the director or whomever you're working with, you know, has an idea and then they work from that. But like, mm-hmm. I think it's about trusting like, oh, okay, I'm actually going to be fine. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I was lucky enough to find an amazing director like Elaine that she really knows how to get a point across, if that makes sense. And she would get what she wanted out of her actors, you know, and people that she was working with. And she did it on modeling jobs as well. So she was already quite used to workshopping things with people. And, um, yeah, it's not often you get an opportunity like that, I guess. And she sort of trained me up to be this character. And then by the time we actually made the film, we did a screen test and then I ended up going off and playing one of the leads in it. And after we finished shooting it, there was two years then where I did nothing at all because they were editing it, getting money together to get it released, trying right, to find right. the right person to release it because yeah. it was an indie. Yeah. You know, and so for all this time, I suddenly was not an actor again. You know, I'd, I'd had this experience where I was like, wow, is this what I do? Do I do this now? I don't know. But obviously, like, I didn't have agents. No one had seen the film. So I didn't do any more acting. I just kind of helped myself tied over until the film came out because I was like, I've got a good feeling about that film. I feel like we did something special. Uh-huh. And then when it came out two years later, I ended up, uh, I signed with United and then a week later got um, Josh Liebman at CAA right, and then right, like, right. the team kind of grew from there. I got Tracy Brangley's. Like a lot of people like, came on board and then I got an amazing manager, Todd Dina, and just kind of ended up with quite a big team of, some pretty good agents really kind of all from that film and then since then I've just been learning on the job really because by that point I'd only learned to play one character and I definitely didn't call myself an actor but I'd got myself all these agents and then you know I kind of I, I got a smaller role and a smaller role and then I my first lead after that and then I got hired by the BBC uh, and okay. for Poldark and I was like okay. well 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 I mean if the BBC are hiring me, yes. then I guess I can call myself an actor now. That's right. Because I don't really, I've never really felt like I had the right. You know, yeah. I'm a musician and I stumbled into acting and I've done a few jobs, but it yeah. doesn't make me an actor. You know, but it's only very, it t- took me a long time to decide I could admit that to myself and say yes. yes. Well, I just think that's the prejudice that we have though too about like, oh, I didn't go to drama school or like, you know what I mean? Like it's, mm. the, it's this pretense that, that actors, Jennifer Lawrence, she learned by being on the job. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? you learn by doing it. So some people learn by doing it by being in class. Some people learn by doing it by being on set or, you know what I mean? I think like all skills are created by doing it, whatever form that Mm -hmm. is. Let's talk one last thing because I know you have a a, a tight schedule today and then we do my speed round here. So how did the Game of Thrones thing happen? Or like, do you have a, was, is there a script yet? Or like, how did that all work out? Um, I think there's a script for the pilot, but it's like, it's crazy secret because yeah, it's I, I Game of Thrones it. and it's came it's um, you know HBO and it's very they keep things very under wraps um, but yeah I, I mean I just got a casting come in um, my agents and I all agreed that I would like to get that so you, you knew know? you knew it was Game of Thrones like they yeah they said what it was for right yeah yeah okay 
yeah. then you went in and you but were, on the email it said untitled yeah. HBO project okay. you know, but like it's Game of Thrones okay. Um, and, so, okay. yeah. and then you know I kind of um, I casted with like dummy sides first okay, you know, and they'll take a yes. scene from a different thing a scene from G. actually I came in from Tokyo and okay. I got in the night before and the next day I was casting for for this and then um you're so right for that show, Josh. Mm-hmm. You're so kingly. <laughs> Young kingly. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're yeah. princely. <laughs> you are. Um, I'm so excited. I could yeah, see you I'm in like excited. a fur coat. Yeah, right. And a not a tiara. That would be a little weird. What, what do you call it? A crown? Crown, yes. <laughs> but a smaller crown. I don't smaller know. Like crown, a smaller yeah. princely crown. Like totally. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I, I was so jet lagged when I auditioned for this. Like, okay. I, I woke up at... My audition was at two o'clock in the afternoon and I woke up at about half past one and obviously it was in town and I suddenly just went, oh no, and then ran out of bed and I didn't sort of shower or anything. And I think that probably worked for the role actually, to be honest. <laughs> but I just like okay, yes. scrambled on some clothes and I ran to the audition and I felt pretty rough and just went in and did it. And then, but they liked it, you know, and I, made, I must've pulled a really straight face for that audition, you know, cause they, they responded. And then I ended up, I then I had to do a casting in front of like the writer and, uh-huh. The casting director and the producer and stuff like that. Is the writer still, uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy who wrote the... George R. R. Martin. Yeah, I believe it. she's been writing it with him. Oh, so okay. he spent yeah. a week with her discussing the outlines. Whoa, okay. Um, the writer's Jane Goldman. Okay. She, um, she's written some really cool things like Kick-Ass and... Oh, I love Kick-Ass. Kingsman and... Uh, and when would you, when would it start? When is it starting? Well, um, I know that it's year, it's right? due to come out in twenty twenty. Jesus. Okay. Yeah, so but I'm start year. we're starting filming this year coming. So it's considered before it's the prequel. So whatever it comes before Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I know you can't divulge a lot. I can't. Really. No, 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 I'm not asking. But if you look online, there's loads of people getting it pretty close. Okay. <laughs> Are putting it together. Yeah, yeah they're, they're making. Are you the young it. Joffrey? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you pre-Joffrey? Um, yeah. Did, did you watch, you watch Game of Thrones, right? Obviously. Yeah, yeah. But you know, the thing I wanted to say about your audition that I love and so much like of what I always talk about anyway, is like, I love that you just were like, you know, sometimes I think when actors don't really, haven't had time to overthink it and aren't quite sure what they did is some of the best work that we do. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like getting out of our head and getting out of our own way and just doing it. And mm-hmm. like, again, just trusting it. And like, so maybe it's good that you didn't have a lot of sleep and you didn't have a lot of time to really like get in your head to psych yourself up about Game of Thrones. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I didn't, I kind of, I don't know. Yeah. It'd been mentioned like a long time ago. Okay. Because I did in the works. Yeah, it's sort of, yeah. There was I did a casting for something else, and it um, there was someone there. They mentioned something to my manager about this, but it was like a year and a half before, and I don't know. They just had a good feeling about it in a way. So I kind of there's no use getting scared no. and worrying. You know, you just gotta go in and try and be confident and feel like you know if you're right for it, you'll get it. That's right. That's all you can really do. That's right. It's either it's either yours or it isn't yours. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But Josh, what did I used to tell you sitting right here? Literally, I said to you, you're going to do fill in the blank. I'm going to do... I said you're going to do amazing. Oh. <laughs> well, I can't fill in that blank. Yeah. I don't That's know. That's true. There's Maybe amazing. Blank, but I always just was like, I knew you were going to do well. Oh, okay, you. well, let's. that's a perfect segue. Let's finish up with the speed round. I call it the speed round. I don't know why. Because yeah, there's cool. like one word. One word answers. Yeah, kind it? of. Okay. okay, if you weren't an actor, what would you be? But you can't say musician. 
artist. No. Okay. <laughs> would you uh, be a visual artist? Um, I, I was saying this the other day, actually. Um, if I couldn't be an actual musician or an artist, then I'd be the guy that um, comes up with slogans for adverts. A copywriter? No. Yeah. Is it? I think it's a copywriter. Copywriter? No, I think that's it? what they're called. Okay. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, you know, like uh, wordplay. On, Marketing. On, well, kind yeah, of. Yeah. Okay, make, think, thinking of funny like adverts. Mad Men. Those kind of. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mad Men. That's it. Someone said that the other day. Kind of. There you go. Uh, what's your favorite film? Not, I usually say of all time, but that's so dramatic. Um, Brand New Testament. Is that a movie? Yeah. Sorry, you're looking at me like I should know that. No, 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 exactly I'm wondering that if it's something else than the movie. Well, what's the movie? What is that movie? Oh, it's fantastic. It's a French film. Um, okay, I'll it's look about, it up. Yeah, you should watch it. How, really. how old is it? Uh, it's not that old. Oh. Maybe like 10 years old. Or Brand something. New Testament is called? Yeah, it's, it's dead good. It's about uh, God's daughter. And she's got a real big problem with the way that God's, like, treating the earth. We're just laid out on a desk in his office. Wow, okay. He's, like, crashing planes into it and stuff, you know. Okay. It's, it's really interesting. It's a really interesting take on... It's kind of poca- post-apocalyptic sounding, in a way. Almost, yeah, I guess. Uh-huh. But it's, well, yeah, it's kind of... He... Um, it's basically, like, a French family, but one of the dad is God, and the mum is... is like Mrs. God, <laughs> <laughs> whoever that would be, yeah, whoever that would be. <laughs> okay, uh, it's definitely worth a watch. Okay, um, it's I'm right up my street. Really, sort of strange and and okay. kind of cool and kooky. Okay, I will look that up. One thing. What's one thing you can't do without? Water. <laughs> That's actually maybe the cleverest response to these questions I've ever. I'll let that one go. What if you if you were stranded on an island? What's one thing you would take with you? My guitar. Of course. Yeah. How would you describe acting in one word? Difficult. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Who's your celebrity crush? Celebrity crush? I don't, I don't oh, look at celebrities. Now. I don't have one. I don't believe you, Josh. <laughs> Just somebody who's like, oh. <laughs> um, I, I, mm. Yeah, I can't, I can't. Really? I don't like celebrities. <laughs> Who's? Celebrity of the dirty word. <laughs> so, uh, musician crush? Musician crush. Um, Tom Waits. Oh, I get that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it can be gender, gender non-specific. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what's, what's, um, what's something that you learn of our time working together? Um, confidence Aww. and um, using it was such a long time ago now like it's like, like over a year ago yeah um, you were really helpful with uh, getting me out of my uh, box in terms of you know uh, being afraid of uh, sort of being harsh I guess and being sort of you know having, having to having to have this argumentative side that my character needed that maybe is a little bit far from who I am or I have personal barriers with that uh-huh. you know so I think that was really helpful sort of you know it was good because we sort of talked such a lot that we kind of oh, sorry, decoded we Josh's mind a bit yeah uh, and that's that kind of brought light to some things I think uh, yeah we would have some interesting conversations but, but about really like giving yourself permission to see how far you could go you mm-hmm. know what I mean yeah yeah okay I'm glad that stuck with you and totally. How, what's how would you define love? I always like to end with that question. Um, what's your definition of love? 
<laughs> I read a really good definition of love in a, in a script the other day, but I guess I couldn't read that, do you? Well, you um, can if it's inspiring to you. Yeah, um, I can, I, I, if I don't do it word for word, but it was something like the, the feeling of being completely and utterly drawn towards somebody, uh, you know, and, and to the point of wanting to vomit, but I'll be happy. Um, and then destruction that follows and ensues after that. Basically, the destruction and pain and everything that is, but that you can't help going for it. <laughs> well, with that, we will end our podcast because that is true. That that is what love can be. Okay. Um, Josh, where can where can our listeners find you and your music? Uh, the best thing for me is Instagram. Yeah, I I post regularly on there and try to always update it with whatever I'm working on and stuff like that. Uh, it's, it's definitely my m most used thing. I feel like Facebook's dying, you know? Yeah, who's, it's like MySpace of the 80s. <laughs> so it's Josh Whitehouse? Joshua Whitehouse. What is it again? Joshua Whitehouse. Joshua but all one Whitehouse. word. Yeah, so at, at Joshua Whitehouse. And where can they uh, find your music? Um, I mean, we can be found on Spotify, iTunes, uh, Deezer, kind of anything that plays music. YouTube, we've got some videos, some live videos. Oh, cool. If you search More Like Trees, I also have More like trees. Um, a music video and a couple of songs released under Josh Whitehouse. And I have a band, which is a 14-piece hip-hop band, uh, which I have an album out with called High Cross Society. Okay. Uh, if you well, wanted to find... I'm going to Google stuff. some of this, Josh. I never did that with you before. Yeah, I've got, um, no, okay. I've got maybe two albums and an EP out. Okay, that's amazing. And I've got another album coming out. Okay, so, I can't wait to hear it. Cool, man. Okay. Thanks. All right, thanks, Josh. Thank